0: Another episode of Almost a oh, Weekend
1: Count? No, no Oh, We're on!
0: <laughs> We're all here! <laughs> Woo! Oh, very good. Your favourite home and lifestyle podcast. Yeah. Where will you break down the best bathroom advice and video games?
1: Bathroom advice?
2: And gardening tips. Mm, that's true. It's, it's have true. you listened to the podcast recently? No. <laughs> it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. I started
1: listening to the Fear and Hunger uh, episode nice, yes, yes. Uh, the other day, but I was just doing it while I was washing the dishes. So it's like half an hour of you guys just fucking gas bagging. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a
0: lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, you're about to be a part of that half yeah. an hour. Our guest today is Redacted.
1: Monday Sandwich.
0: Or is it Monday Sandwich? Should I believe that? we redact that? that? Yeah.
1: Redact. Redact away. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Monday Sandwich? Monday? Monday. Welcome to the Monday. podcast.
1: You can right. call me Phoebe as well. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. We Phoebe. just have to redact yeah. every single time we say Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. My first name's right? okay. Just leave my okay. last name out of it. Okay, cool.
3: Great.
0: <laughs> no one can know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Great to have you on board. You've wanted to be on board for some time now. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Ooh. I, uh... I was just saying before, I get super jealous whenever I listen to the podcast. It makes it almost unbearable. Oh, wow. Wow! know, yeah. Because I just, I want to interject so badly. Oh, yeah. In that, you know, irritating way that I do mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I must correct something. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> let,
2: let the corrections flow. Yeah, we are wrong very often. <laughs> <laughs> like last week, I mentioned um, the game called Dave the Diver, but instead of calling it Dave the Diver, I called it, Diving with Dave or something like that. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Well, I
1: wouldn't have been able to help with that one. So
2: But just as an example, you know, we're (laughs) on with so frequently. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Uh, So Phoebe, what's been going on? What have you been playing this week?
1: Ooh, what have I been playing? Been playing a little bit of Zoldo, Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Been playing a lot of this mobile game called like Outlanders or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, no relation to the Smutty uh, <laughs> TV <please-y>. series. Yeah. <laughs> the Smutty oh. Scottish TV series. Um, yeah, it's like a resource management town building sim thing yeah, uh, yeah, with like little kind of objectives. I've nearly completed all of the objectives. And then there's like a free play, but I tried the free play and it's kind of a bit too easy, I think. But mm. um, yeah, that's been really fun yeah cool
0: hell yeah and what do you think of uh that new Zelda? have you like should we don our wigs (laughs) and bring down the gavel (laughs) let's get some crimes popping
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean we had that big session after you guys recorded that one time where you which which i think was that was the last time where i had like a big long zelda session Mm. and i did that first um temple yep yeah the wind temple yep um, so we did bad mouth that section a lot, but in general, I'm really, really enjoying it That's because good. I didn't, I didn't play the first one that much. Mm. Um, like I, I, played, I played a fair bit of it, but I didn't finish it. Um, so it's yeah, just fun to have more of that. Really,
2: yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. Nice. Are you, um, have you done any more temples since then or you haven't played that one
1: no yeah. yeah no i've just been wandering around chasing those little magical like deer thingies oh yeah yeah i don't yeah. know if you know the magic deer thingies i know the
2: magic frogs
1: Hmm. i don't
2: know if i know about the deer
1: deer thingies that you, you go up you like find like a sakura tree oh yeah and then you know a deer thingy comes yes, up and yes. then it's like go here and look in these caves yes and then you go in the caves do some squirrel <coughs> can
2: i did one of those i think
1: yeah yeah I like that. I like that part of the game the most, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting the Zelda org- orgies. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Zelda- yeah, no me? I, <laughs> I hear rule 34 is popping yeah. off, so uh, good for you, dude. Uh, the urges to go back to play Zelda again. <laughs> uh, but I've also been reading uh, Neuromancer a little bit, and that just gives me cyberpunk urges. Mm,
1: I'm kind of keen to play cyberpunk.
2: I reckon you would dig cyberpunk. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's um, it is very disappointing. You go from reading Neuromancer, which is like a beautifully written cyberpunk city, and then you play like I booted up um, my save from Cyberpunk, and like someone was like walking upstairs, and they like teleported down to the ground, and, they, like, <laughs> and the dude like wiping the table is just playing the same wiping animation over and over again. Oh, I'm like, oh, it's not the same, you know. You don't get the same. There's, it's not as stinky. Yeah, I want my Night City to be stinky, and right. Cyberpunk is unstinky. Yeah, the Neuromancer decidedly
0: clean. Right, the Neuromancer does a really good job of like capturing the grime. You know, whenever yeah. they're walking down an alley or they're in a room, like it sounds disgusting. Yeah, it just like
2: hasn't been cleaned in centuries. Yeah, and well, it's dark. It's mm. always dark. And then in Night City, you should think it'd be dark. <laughs> it's not dark. <laughs> it's Everyone's <bright>. well lit. <laughs> uh, Apparently, there's like a crazy. um If you've got like the highest end video video card, you can play it on like ultra (laughs) dim,
1: ultra dark mode, ultra ultra orgy mode, (laughs) and
2: uh, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it like does proper lighting and stuff like that. But I've never seen, never played it like that. See, anyway. Hell yeah, that's good.
3: Yeah. That's
0: nice. I'd like to introduce our fourth guest, the fridge. Oh, um, uh, just it's just turned on. Kicked in.
2: <laughs> Email us at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com if you can hear the fridge.
1: <laughs> what sort of games have you been playing, Fridge? <laughs> okay. um, yeah. games with our fresh produce, that's sort of I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, fresh produce
2: is all over the fucking place. How did you hear about this mobile game?
1: Um, I got like free apple arcade because oh. i have a new iphone mm. and this was just an apple arcade game so oh. I, i'm pretty sure i can buy it you know outside of apple arcade but um yeah it's really good it's really yeah. fun yeah um and easy to just sink hours into like i've just been listening to dimension 20 podcasts and uh, playing that on my phone hell yeah losing degenerate time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's no, good.
2: Nice. That's good. What have you been playing, Darion?
0: Oh man, I uh, I finished that Tinykin. <laughs> oh wow, you finished it! Shout out to this month's Game Club game. Yeah, oh. nice and you know short and sweet, and mm. uh, truly the opposite of Fear and Hunger. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah. think I think we landed on the on the right game when we rolled that D four. Mm. It's uh, yeah, real chill and uh, honestly a perfect podcast game. Mm. Like the music is is pretty good, honestly. But uh, you know. When you're just cruising around a collect-a-thon-y type open level, the the music oh, starts yes. to loop, and you're like, nah, I need Belinda blinked, or you know, some shit in my life." Belinda blinked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I thought you meant like it's the perfect to talk about yeah to talk about oh Oh, no yeah sorry (laughs) it may actually not be the perfect game (laughs) because it's quite simple yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah no just listening to to podcasts while you play it's a good vibe
1: and it's got that really cute like grounded kind of thing of like a bunch of tiny little worlds made out of you know regular stuff like the Mm. the um I don't know if you've noticed the like grass and um earth are like brillo pads oh like, right the, i haven't the noticed green that part of yeah. the brillo pad is the grass and then the like yellow part is the earth that's, that's really great. cool yep. little little sort of steps of yeah yeah minecrafty steps of um yeah Chuck's wipes. <laughs> yes
2: I mean, this is the scrub daddy sponsored podcast <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense um
0: hell yeah yeah so nice. yeah that's good and uh phoebe bought me factorio mm-hmm.
1: oh,
2: so that's uh that's a thing now so just so you know this is now the factorio episode i'm sorry phoebe but we've got oh, to well, pivot from know, here you know. and now we're going to talk about Factorio. at least i can for contribute <laughs> 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 so you, how, i mean you told me a little bit how, how you're feeling about it but uh,
0: i love it yeah Ooh. i love it um, I love just how open-ended it is. Like I think there is actually a tutorial that you can play, but mm. w- like we just started playing, a, you know, the, the open, you know, the main yeah. game. I don't yeah. even know what you call it. It's like a story mode, I guess, but it, there's no story.. Yeah. Mm. um You'd start building shit and like it's surviving and like amping up production free play, mm. right. And uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, slowly amping up production. Uh, it's getting a bit exponential mm-hmm. you know you unlock one thing and it unlocks like five new things you can yeah. make and you're like alright great I know what I need because I, I you know you've got your eye on like mm-hmm. all facets of your production empire mm-hmm. even though it's quite meagre to begin with yeah. and so you you unlock one thing and that un- unlocks five more and then I recently unlocked one thing and it unlocked like 30 <laughs> more things and I was like oh geez, yeah. you know I need to like be more efficient in this area these conveyor belts are too far apart they're not well designed yeah, so i yeah. j- that's when i stopped playing but i'm right. just like so excited to go back in and just micromanage the ever-loving fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: joe and i have been saying for ages you're gonna love Victoria. Yeah, it's for the pure micromanagement.
0: Mm. it's yeah it's one of those things you know how sometimes you shy away from something that's recommended oh. to yeah. you really hard like <laughs> yes. movies or music and you're like yeah shut up like i'll get there eventually <laughs> but this i like you i immediately <laughs> liked it and then i've just been liking it more and yeah. more and more
2: yeah yeah And <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool that you're uh, into it i know um <clears throat> that feeling of being able to see every i think i mentioned this to you when we were talking about it previously, but that, that feeling of being able to see everything in your factory or like have it in your mind. Mm, mm. For me, the moment that disappears is bliss <laughs> because <laughs> because you like lose track of like, oh, there's like a million other things happening over this part of the factory. And then you get like trains and then you get like all sorts of other things that happen. And yeah, that the moment where you're like, I kind of can't think of everything at once. I think that's really right. a fun trick that game plays. Right, but, yeah. Um, and yeah, so you really have to like rely on your automation, you know, like the mistakes yeah. that you make early on like come to like, <laughs> bite you really hard yeah, in the butt
1: yeah when you run out of fuel to like yeah. power your you know electricity yeah uh, plant and then yep. you know like everything shuts off at once yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> run back down to wherever your little electricity plant is yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yep. you'll be like oh I didn't, I'm just gonna quickly reroute this thing so this has like rods and then I'm um, uh, and then you go and do something else and then like an hour and a half later you're like why the fuck do I have no rods yeah <laughs> I forgot that i rerouted that thing and then it's like <laughs> it goes crazy yeah. and then uh yeah the, this whole science thing have you started mm. doing like research and yeah that,
0: that's the thing i researched one of the like test tubes or oh, whatever yeah. and it just unlocked so mm. many things and yeah. uh it, it it's amazing because i think in any other game that probably would have been overwhelming but mm. because that is the game it's Mm. like exciting it's like oh my god imagine Mm. when i've got my head around all these things and then like another layer of things will unlock you know it's (laughs) it's a very exciting time for me (laughs) like (laughs) just starting to learn all the factorio stuff it's a very
1: exciting time
3: (laughs) for
2: me i'm with child a very exciting time my factorio baby is here oh no uh, yeah. So predictable. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad you're digging it. Um, yeah, can't wait to talk more about it.
0: With yeah, you. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to play a little bit every day but i am finding it quite taxing yeah i feel like it it's it's definitely not a game you can relax to Mm. absolute opposite of a podcast game there's no way you could listen to a podcast and play this game yeah i found
1: even when i'm playing with joe Mm. if i get you know you know how i am when i'm like focusing on something and i just like shut out all (laughs) external (laughs) input i'll be like just really focused on trying to fix a problem and Joe will have been talking yeah. to me for like 30 <laughs> Explaining seconds. Explaining some and core like, element. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's all right.
2: Man. Very good. Uh, well, right. Yeah. And you've been playing those challenge modes or I heard that you were playing. Yeah, like the little... I did. Yeah. I,
1: I played the one, um, it's like the transport belt challenge mode mm. and you have to like connect, like connect boxes on one side of, a, of the factory to the other side of the factory mm. using transport belts. But, um, Yeah, I I got through like three levels or something of it. And then I got to this one level and I just could not work it out. It's such a tricky challenge. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a good thing if you like puzzles. I think I want to try that. It looks really
2: cool. Because, yeah, a lot of the time you'll find yourself with these like self-imposed puzzles where you're like, oh, I need to get, you know, the iron from here to here. And then it needs to get like put into this other thing. And it's like, oh, there's no path there so what do I do you know right. like how do I make that happen and then right. you, and you like I often say to Phoebe it's like <clears throat> there's multiple levels there's like oh you just build the belts and then the other level is oh you build belts that lead into sorters that sort things from one end to the like uh, the box to the other end and mm. and then there's another level where you like yeah split things out and it just becomes like Multiple levels of solving the puzzle, more and more elegant ways, which is really, really fascinating. Yeah, that's
1: the fun thing about it: finding the like most elegant, <laughs> efficient, yes. creative way to get everything working that doesn't have any like any fat on it. Mm, you know, it's like yeah. this is exactly as many things as it needed to be in yeah. order to make this happen. And yeah
2: yeah yes yeah it's very good stuff
0: i think you're exactly right that's where the spice is it Mm. actually reminds me of the witness and breath of the wild in Mm -hmm. a way in the way i mean it's a much more complex version of that but in the way it kind of gets you thinking about the systems Mm. and it it doesn't have any one solution you know you've kind of got to use your ingenuity to kind of get the most out of it totally
2: yeah Uh uh-huh uh-huh hell yeah Mm -hmm well shit have you got any crispy chicken wings oh us? i do i mean i've been playing a little bit of that tineken's and I've been oh playing right a really cool oh sorry little... I, no, not, I thought you, you were just living that, <laughs> we that cyberpunk so we've had enough, <laughs> 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 it's been enough out of you i think um, yeah okay Shipping yeah. away at tineken tineken uh slowly but surely and a bit of hunt as well the new events been popping off so oh, that's good sick. back in the bayou back in the bayou baby um yeah hunt is like we, we had this amazing sesh a couple of nights ago where we were just like on, you know, we were getting yeah. kills. We were really like great as a team, and uh, me and my workmates. And um, and then we played again last night, and it was like complete opposite, you know, uh. like we were just getting wiped oh, by man. like babies, <laughs> you know, babies wiped by teams that are like way less advanced than us. And we're just like, what's going on? It's, I think it's just, I think it's like that's the ultimate version of that experience is hunt because you'll have like a great set of games one night, and then the next night you'd be like, not on for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. Um, but yeah, hunt's been good. So what? How big are the
0: squads when you when
2: you team up? Three. Um, the but, magic number. But you can queue into a server with um, duos or solos. Oh, that's right. I remember you talked a little bit about
0: queuing in as solo and just how oh, yeah scary hardcore that would be.
2: Yeah, they've they've added a bunch of um, functionality for solo players that has made it less scary or less. You know run ending like when you get killed if you've got a certain perk you can revive yourself which is oh, really cool okay um and a couple of other ones that i can't remember right now but yeah they, they've made it like less um awful to die as a solo awesome um and then i think that's it i think it's all been playing hell yeah
0: mm. love, love hearing the hunt updates mm. big big hunt fan conceptually <laughs> the the console practice, version yeah didn't Not, go down so yeah. well but uh i love the idea of hunt
2: <clears throat> yeah yeah, the console version was what pretty. Not
1: the trashy. one with like. I think I watched you play. It's got like horror movie guys chasing after you. No,
0: that's Dead by Daylight. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Hunt, yeah. Hunt is like. I mean, how would you just? What's the elevator
2: pitch for Hunt? Um, oh, it's like a grimy bayou monster hunting. Oh, actually,
1: I do know the one. That, yeah, you yeah, should have. First before. person
2: shooter experience. Yeah. yeah. You team up and go and hunt monsters and try to extract. It's an extraction shooter is a genre. And then you try and extract with the bounties, but there's other players in the lobby and they try and stop you. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Mm. It's PvE, PvP, lots of fun stuff with hunt. The event is good. It should be pretty cruisy. Mm. It's one of those events where it's like, sometimes you like start an event, you're like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do this unless I grind. But this one's just like, oh, just play every now and then and you'll probably get to the end of the event. It's fine. Oh, nice. Mm. So that's good. Yeah, that's great. Um, you want some chicken? chicken? Yeah. What? Yeah,
1: chicken. Some spicy
2: chicken. I got a
0: I got a bag chip, although this might be a bag wing, you know, like Good. the often <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I love
1: that this. <laughs> this meal system that you brought in yeah. is just <laughs> ch- <Ad-hoc>. chicken and <laughs> chips. <so laughs> chicken and crisps <laughs> no no <laughs> yeah. we're, like
0: okay so joe when you say
1: bag chip
0: okay so like Joe. <laughs> so whoever's bringing the news is bringing that succulent shit right they're bringing that tasty protein straight to your door mm-hmm. but whoever doesn't bring the news occasionally has a bag chip and this is a Joeism. What is a bag chip? I'm, I'm getting there I'm getting there So like I, I didn't clock it straight away But Joe said it was such enthusiasm That I was just like Fuck yeah I got a bag chip this week baby But he's talking about You know when you like Get Maccas or KFC or whatever And they put oh, it in a bag Oh an extra and in a bag. <laughs> no, That's what that is That's a bag I thought it's chip that extra was great. Yes. Yeah, yeah
1: Yeah Oh this is Yeah it's totally like That charcoal chicken place near Where we used to live Exactly in the <laughs> And they just head.
2: absolutely slaughter it with chips yeah very good yeah yeah yes so, so that's why that's chip. what a bag chip is <laughs> it's like
1: a bag of crisps
2: uh, okay good yeah that's, we never explained it no, no, we, we haven't explained much no in, yeah this podcast. oh god it's gonna be a good one so uh, yeah it's good that you've got a, a chip or an extra wing because yeah. i've got like, two and a half piece feed oh excellent excellent um so first piece <clears throat> Last of Us 2 and Horizon uh, Forbidden West budget accidentally revealed oh. uh, after a poorly redacted document was submitted for the uh, ongoing Xbox FTC case. Been <laughs> hearing <about> yeah. <laughs> I'm really keen on this because I bet The Last of Us 2 cost, can
0: we, can we put our numbers in? Do you have the numbers? I got the numbers. See we talked about costs on the last episode right Star Citizen was, was over 500 million it's and, so insane which is just <laughs> bananas but it's... i mentioned i think cyberpunk was like 170 million red dead 2 was also around 170 yeah. so i reckon the last of us 2 is going to be like maybe even 200 220 okay
1: 220 i'm so bad with numbers <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to say 2
2: 50. Okay, going a bit higher. All right. An amazing guest, Aaron. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 was about uh, 200 full time employees, uh, not including external vendors, and the budget was around 220 million.
3: Oh my, oh god. my god! Wow.
2: So, this is really uh, amazing because, like, so for the, um, there's been this ongoing court case saying that I don't know if, oh, sorry, Phoebe, that I don't know if you've heard about. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Let's <laughs> write the time down. Let's um, just give it. Let's just give it up. Uh, uh, where uh, Microsoft has been trying to acquire Activision. No. You haven't heard about this. No. Okay, it's a big. Um, it's a big deal. we it's penalty. actually got We're a lot of coverage on, yeah. on this mm. podcast. Most news outlets, news outlets have just been talking about it nonstop because it's been really just been Calling ongoing. me out for not listening, yeah. <laughs> getting punished, <Yeah. laughs> getting punished. This is the punishment yeah. phase. Um, yeah, this so crime, podcast crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crimes. Um, and anyway, so as a part of that, uh, a bunch of different um, publishers and video game companies have been having to submit documents to make cases against or for microsoft purchasing activision okay um and if they because were to... they're
1: worried about monopoly or yeah, like pretty yeah much. yeah
2: it's it's like the the two big boys you know like yeah. microsoft has game pass and they're also a publisher and they publish a bunch of different games yeah. for a bunch of different studios and um activision has call of duty yeah and uh, blizzard yeah activision blizzard same company yeah um and so yeah, it was it was really strange because like the Last of Us lawyers, I guess I don't know who did it. Must have been an intern submitted the um, the documents, and they had like used some form of blackout or oh, permanent that ink you could mm. see behind. Yeah, and so when they scanned it, you could see that they'd redacted it, but you could also see the number because mm. the print was there. And so they were like, "Oh, the numbers are there." And yeah, so uh, Horizon was the other one that got leaked. Oh, the amount was leaked. Uh, you can have another guess if you like. Uh, which, which horizon was this? The horizon second one, Forbidden West. Yeah.
0: Mm, I mean, I I don't think that highly of Horizon, mm-hmm. so we're gonna. I'll do one hundred and seventy. One hundred and
1: seventy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one hundred and fifty for Horizon.
2: Okay. Um. So Horizon actually had about three hundred full-time employees. Wow. Wow. Um. Not including external vendors and other freelancers, and was around two hundred and twelve.
1: Oh, wow. wow. That's so you know, much.
2: Yeah. Crazy. Big game. Yeah. Big game.
1: Yeah. I haven't played it, so yeah. I guess I wouldn't know. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's that piece of news. We got some, a little bit more information on the mm-hmm. FTC ruling on yeah, yeah. Uh, Microsoft the, v Sony or Microsoft v Activision.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, we've been reporting on that for like over a year now, it feels Are like. Have we really? Wow. Well, yeah.
2: Freaky. <laughs> uh, Boulder's Gate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Uh, it has some pretty wild sexy content. Oh, oh yeah, have you guys seen the fucking bear? <laughs> <laughs> the no. Okay. Oh my god. The like... game features many different romance options in its massive campaign and some storylines feature uh, or allow polyamory as well as may have ha- happy endings that can end with you being sacrificed to a demon. A recent oh. showcase uh, during a panel called Panel from Hell, Larian showed a brief cutscene uh, with a romance between a player character and Halson, one of the companions. He's a druid and can transform into a bear. Whoa. And so there was, like, the yeah, the bear-making moves on the player oh character.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Which, yeah, I, th- I haven't watched the video in full, but uh, the it's crowd good. goes very... It's good. It, it gets excited for yeah. the, yeah, the no. bear romance. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all about it.
1: I'm all
0: about it. I actually thought it wasn't from the game because, oh. like... I follow the D&D subreddit subreddit, and Reddit is undergoing new ownership. There's a new CEO and everyone hates Mm. the CEO. So D&D, the subreddit is just constantly posting porn to like piss off the CEO, (laughs) which is great. I'm fully behind it. And that's where I saw the bear scene. And so I didn't realize it was actually a Baldur's Gate thing until a bit later.
2: Yeah, that was a piece of news that didn't make it in this week. But it's worth talking about the whole, um, what do they call it with the Reddit thing? Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? Reddit has made these choices around allowing third party apps to oh, ingest right. data. I can't remember the name of the video. I, I can't remember what it's called, but basically because third party
0: apps that you could download on like the Android Play Store or the Apple Store allowed you to like hide ads and stuff oh, and, sure. and you know make the Reddit oh, experience yeah, discontinuing actually third-party decent. Apps yeah. or
1: something. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Like they're killing yeah. and you know these these third party apps had tens of millions of downloads like a huge um kind of part of the reddit user base Mm -hmm. uses these apps and so like a lot of subreddits have just closed or like committed suicide and you know they're just like or they've just become fully porn yes i'm pretty
1: active on tumblr and there's been this thing recently going around about reddit refugees (laughs) so So, you know welcome to tumblr like this is how we use tumblr here's some like funny you know stupid shit that we've been saving hope you enjoy (laughs) yeah
2: yeah. is it the same with twitter refugees people are leaving yeah twitter for Tumblr, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah so i was reading a new story about uh cd project red um not CD, uh, cyberpunk 2077 the subreddit was undergoing a similar thing there was people just posting nsfw yeah um and it was a big deal apparently even though you were previously allowed to post nsfw on, on yeah yeah exactly mm. exactly um The final piece of news, and this is a real bag chip, but the um, first episode of season two of Jujutsu Kaisen has come out.
1: Oh, have you watched it?
2: I have, but I need to watch it again. It's jam-packed full of stuff. Whoa. Whoa, I am Um, so keen. Yeah. Maybe we should watch it after this. Yeah. That'd be good. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I watched it the other night. Yeah. Maybe last night, the night before. I can't remember, but I wasn't able to like fully focus and get all in because other stuff was going on. But yeah, it was really cool. Same as the first season, just uh, really good quality, great animation, so good. good stuff. Love those characters. Hit yeah. me with your uh, extraneous wing. All right, so
0: um, this is a bit of a big one. So G slash O Media. I have no idea what that stands for. They're this big conglomerate that owns Gizmodo and Kotaku. Oh, wow. And...
1: Oh, Giz. Otaku.
0: Oh, no, it's Kotaku, though. Oh, Kotaku. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it could be
0: Giz- Gizmodo Media. Gizmodo. I have no idea. Um, anyway, yeah. G slash O Media. Um, they're going to be utilizing AI to write articles. Oh, no. For, Giz- for Gizmodo and Kotaku. Oh. Boo. Yeah. And so unions are appalled. Staff members mm. furious. It's a really dumb idea. All the you know, Kotaku staff are taking to Twitter and being like, this is fucking stupid, it undermines the work we do, and G slash O media are basically like, oh, you know, it's just gonna be for, like, list-based articles and, you know, this is how (laughs) (laughs) this insidious AI bullshit Uh, but you know for for video game journalism like you know we come on this podcast and we talk a bunch of shit because we're reading Kotaku articles and we're just putting our own spin on it but Mm -hmm. like these are legitimate video game journalists and they're being undercut by AI so like it's a really poor move to to mm. see for, like, such a big site. You know, Gizmodo for tech, Kotaku for video games, and mm. also, like, occasionally soccer for some fucking random reason. Oh, like, Kotaku does a lot of stuff. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but by the same token, it's done by human beings, and so, like, you know, yeah. it's a bit sad to see.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I seem to remember there being something that cropped up in the re- in it, earlier in the week, and um, it might have been this story, but was it that there was already an article released by an AI at Gizmodo? Mm, I'm not sure. This was this was
0: basically... This article that I saw was based on a statement from, from G slash O where okay. they were like, this is happening now. Oh. You can expect content right. written by, by AI, you know, starting fucking Damn. today.
2: Shit. Yeah. I wonder how many um, people, journalists working at those publications are already using AI or were already using AI, if at all. I don't know. I've just throwing one out there. Yeah, I mean... Potentially yeah. some.
0: the the thing that is going to be um, the real face slapper is if when you're reading an article that was written by uh, by AI, what it says, because you know whenever you're reading something from one of these sites, it it says written by yes. such and such. Yes. Mm. So is it going to say AI, or are they going to put a fake name? Like, oh yeah, mm. if they start putting fake names, it's That's it's
1: really disingenuous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Surely
0: it's
2: gonna it's gonna have to say yeah. something about
0: AI. Yeah, a Tool assisted article. Like, yeah
1: exactly yeah,
0: totally. assisted. Mm. You'd hope so. assisted tool assisted you type this tool <laughs> grabs <laughs> something uh, grabs. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, that's good that's good see that's why oh you're here <laughs> um so yeah that's 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 all i got you got any other bits and news or that's oh, that's it that's the final bag chip which Ooh.
0: brings us to our post meal topic um so phoebe maybe maybe we should talk a little bit about why you're on this podcast so the topic today is interactive fiction and -hmm. you've got a fair bit of experience in this realm do you not
1: well uh i don't know if a fair bit of experience i don't know i mean i left i left (laughs) it vague
0: you can say you've got a fair bit of experience
1: no i'd say i do now i've i've been um writing interactive fiction for over a year now um I sort of discovered it uh, at the beginning of last year and was really fascinated. I, I read a couple of different um, romance inter- interactive fictions and I just loved how uh, open they were, and especially with regards to the character you could play as. You know, it's very... A, a lot of the ones that I've been reading and that are in the kind of community that I'm part of are very... Um, like progressive and, you know, you can choose your own pronouns and like being any gender you want. And most of the um, sort of ones that I've been reading have, you know, um, like queer romances and that sort of thing. So lots of lots of stuff that I specifically have an interest in. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of stuff that's also, um, it's a very accessible game mm-hmm. uh, medium. Because it's, you know, you you only have to just be able to use a mouse to mm-hmm. choose options. Like it's, uh, you can play it usually on any console, including phones. Mm-hmm. You can play it on computer. Um, some of them have you know like screen readers and yeah, stuff cool. set up so that you know there's, there's that as well. There's, and you know it's basically just text, so yeah. it's like yeah, if you can read, then you can you can cool, play yeah. the game, which yeah, is cool. awesome yeah that's great yeah for real yeah hell yeah (laughs)
0: all right well uh yeah i'm really excited for this episode Mm -hmm. i did a bunch of research got a couple of interactive things that you guys are gonna do (laughs)
3: um
0: but we're basically gonna look at the literary background as well as some of the computational sorcery uh the the original if dudes and no dudes is gender neutral we're we're at this stage now. Gender, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. boys the, 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 all the, the gender neutral boys that all the if dudes exactly. are pioneered um so i've got kind of just a couple of questions that i'll put to you guys now but we might answer after the big old spiel so like what best defines interactive fiction um you know this is probably something that you guys are going to have different takes on mm. and something kind of related to that is our point and click adventures interactive fiction mm. um, or point and click games because mm. this is like you know there's, there's a bit of gray yeah area a bit of there
1: crossover. yeah that's an interesting question because um uh yeah and one that i've sort of thought about or come across before because uh there are like um competitions and stuff uh, run through itch.io and other websites where you can, you know, submit uh interactive fictions. In fact, as of just the other day, uh If Comp has started, which is I think a month long and has, you know, like a prize pool and um or maybe no, maybe it's a couple months, I can't remember. But that's like one of the biggest interactive fiction mm-hmm. competitions. Yeah. Um and I think if Comp. Uh, defines interactive fiction as uh, any kind of interactive fiction where if you take away everything except the text, it's still playable. Right. So wow. that would mean that something like uh, Disco Elysium, for example, has a lot of interactive fiction kind of elements in it. But, you know, you move from place to place with your character. It's got the music. It's got the visuals. It's like It's like a very whole... Mm you know uh it's
0: like a holistic t- yeah, experience yeah yeah, like yeah. Ev-
1: everything feeds it you know it's got the dice rolls right? like i guess i guess you can do dice rolls with text as well so that doesn't necessarily make it um not interactive fiction but yeah so yeah if you can take away everything except the text it's still playable
3: right.
1: oh interesting yeah all but right. i also include i i like to include interactive fiction in like all kinds of stuff because more fun yeah you know. <laughs> yeah we're all breakers honestly. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: all right um i'm gonna hit you guys up with the very first choose your own adventure book no okay. um so this was actually originally called a game book we're gonna get to the whole choose your own adventure saga later on but we're going way back the first game book published 1930 whoa so wow. we got two industrious women uh one named doris webster and one named Mary Alden Hopkins. And they created a romantic novel called Consider the Consequences. Very good. Great now, name. Oh, great name. <coughs> and we're just, like, this is the first fucking game book on record that I could find, right? And it has... Two re- women. It, Hell yeah. Two It has branching romantic
1: narratives.
2: Romantic fiction. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> They've been doing it.
1: <laughs> I am a pioneer. I am, I'm continuing one tradition along and... Story, tradition
0: <laughs> yeah yeah a long and successful tradition mm-hmm. um, so yeah this I mean it had all the accoutrements of a choose your own adventure branching narratives, 43 endings. Wow, wow. For, Jesus Christ. So this bad boy and um, something that I thought was really progressive was in the beginning, you choose which of three characters you play as.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Right?
0: So we got these fat fucking mayonnaise mayonnaise <laughs> men like, <laughs> being like, oh Abby, I don't want to play as Abby. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's <laughs> like mayonnaise It's 2020 and people yeah. are complaining in 1930 like they were they, had, they were ahead of the game. They knew, yeah, yeah. They were like, Man. you know what's really interesting in storytelling? Different perspectives.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> um sorry, I just wanted to dish. Oh. Yeah, the fucking Last yeah, of Us awesome. people. Um, <laughs> so there are a handful of game books released in the 30s and 40s. Um, there wasn't like a huge demand, um, but in saying that, like we've talked about some video game history on this podcast mm-hmm. that you know goes back to like the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and it, it's been hard to find information. Whereas this was really easy to find, like 1930 first game book by these yeah, two right. chicks, and they killed it. Um, so, fast forward a bit, we're going to enter the 1950s, mm. none other than our boy, B.F. Skinner. So, B.F. Skinner is directly responsible for the popularity of interactive fiction.
1: Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard of this guy.
0: Right, I mean, so this is the Skinner yeah. box guy. Right. I confirmed that. Yeah. This, this uh, is I'm the sure. one and the same, the yeah. Skinner box, which is like basically a puzzle box for animals that he mm. designed to like test their intelligence and oh, that kind of thing. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, And so Skinner wanted to incorporate interactivity in the way people learn. And so he spearheaded this learning style called programmed learning. Does does that ring a bell for you? No. Um, So basically, I'll give you a quick rundown so also just for the listener we're doing an amazing job we've got all these microphones on this like hardwood <laughs> table and we've got bottles and stuff everyone's and everyone's like <laughs> taking a drink and very gently <laughs> placing it that. back that. on the <laughs>
2: desk so good
0: metal bottles filled yeah. with water <laughs> uh, like... all right so yeah just a quick breakdown mm. of programmed learning. So basically the reader would open a textbook and answer a series of multiple choice questions um, if they answer correctly, they just move on. Mm-hmm. But if they answer incorrectly, they'd get some feedback and then the book would tell them to try again. Okay. So basically, oh. depending on their answer, they'd go to somewhere in the book that would provide feedback and then yeah. they'd go back to that question with that feedback.
1: Oh, um, that's so interesting.
0: Right. And so this was, you know, this was all self-contained in the textbook. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... One of these uh, publishers that that were publishing these books was called Tudor Text. And from what I could see, this was the most popular publisher. And they were big in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And uh, I have a bold-ass quote from Doubleday, (laughs) who who is that publisher of Tudor Text. Uh, So they say, this educational technique, talking about programmed learning would form a basis for many later narrative game book series. Cool. So even though they were doing yeah. the to yeah. tech stuff with the BF Skinner program learning, they're just like, you know, This we, is pretty useful. This. <laughs> yeah, like, we, you know, we're a part of history yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And conveniently forgetting about the two women who... 100%. 100%. Just a corporation being like, guess what we've made up. (laughs) up. (laughs) You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Oh
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I... I I laughed a lot when I saw that quote because it was just like, I don't know. I can't imagine doing that, you know, like, well, you know, I am responsible for like video game podcast popularity. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude um all right so we're, we're gonna return to game books a little bit later as they uh change their moniker to choose your own adventure mm. um so mm. we're gonna pivot to computer related to if stuff mm-hmm. uh, if stuff so parallel to the release of Tudor text the 1960s saw the rise of the first computer generated language processes.
3: Mm. So
0: I'm not talking about word yo. Um, oh my god, this note is in bold, mm. so I'm gonna read it with emphasis. Okay. The origin of interactive fiction has its roots in artificial intelligence. Whoa. Yeah. Wah, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna link
1: into it sometime. <laughs> oh.
0: So one of the first pieces of software that can be considered as interactive fiction adjacent um, is known as Eliza. Ooh. So Eliza simulated a psychotherapist. Um, it was created in 1964, and it would respond to user inputs in like a conversational manner. Right. Um, so it was kind of like one of the first chatbots, yeah. you know, like classic MSN messenger chatbots, um, which were originally called Chatterbots right the more you know Out of bots (laughs) that sucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah someone cut that shit down immediately um and it was also one of the first examples where a machine could attempt the turing test to try and appear human if the human taking the test didn't know they were speaking to a machine yeah um so if you guys can please ready your phones i've sent you an image and uh Phoebe, you're going to play the role of Eliza, mm-hmm. and Joe, you're going to play the role of you, which okay, is the user. Great. Okay, I can already see this is going to be good. <laughs> cool.
1: Where should we start from?
0: Um, the The very top. I mean, where it says Eliza in the first line.
1: As in, Eliza is a mock Rogerian psycho. No, Eliza. <laughs> Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Is something troubling you?
2: Men are all alike.
1: What is the connection, do you suppose?
2: They're always bugging us about something or other.
1: Can you think of the specific example?
2: Well, my boyfriend made me come here.
1: Is it important to you that your boyfriend made you come here?
2: He says I'm depressed much of the time.
1: I'm sorry to hear that you're depressed.
2: It's true. I am unhappy.
1: Can you explain what made you unhappy?
2: Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that is... uh... A real excerpt yeah, from, yeah cool. from Eliza and that's what she was designed to do um, I chased down a copy of Eliza which mm. you can access on the internet and I asked it do you know what a video game is oh. and it said oh know what video game is so obviously <laughs> very rudimentary oh. basically only designed for the psychotherapy right, stuff right. not mm. not good at answering random questions like our good old friend ChatGPT. gpt mm. um and so hot off the heels of eliza we got shurdlu um <laughs> right spelt s-h-r-d-l-u it was created in 1968 and it had graphics. So whereas Eliza ah. was, like I said, very rudimentary, just like those MSN chatbots yeah. where you type in something and a response comes back. Um, this this had that in a window, but it was also like... Um, Kind of almost like a video game, really. Right. Like it had a graphic that the AI could refer to. Right.
3: Um,
0: so it was basically an AI that could move virtual objects around in a room and respond to questions. Cool. And so the, you know, the image that it showed was of the room and of the objects.
2: Sure.
0: Um, and just because the name is so cooked, like it's called Shrodluh, Uh, I've just got a note here that says the name comes from the arrangement of keys on a linotype machine. Oh,
1: Oh, wow. So
0: I don't know if you've seen those, but it honestly, it's like this huge huge printing press mm. device i mean it kind of looks like something a pixar villain would use right. to like change reality <laughs> yeah cool um
1: and change reality it did <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so we're gonna have joe and phoebe be the oh, user and the machine again okay um joe do you want to be the computer this time sure, and phoebe yeah. you can be the person
1: okay pick up the big red block okay okay Grasp the pyramid.
2: I don't understand which pyramid you mean.
1: <laughs> Find a block which is taller than the one you are holding and put it into the box.
2: By it, I assume you mean the block which is taller than the one I am holding.
1: What does the box contain?
2: The blue pyramid and the blue block.
1: Wow. <laughs> Truly. This is... So this is like basically a parser game. Like, a is that what game? A, a parser game? You, you haven't covered parsers? No. So um, parser games are like... Those old, um, I think maybe King's Quest and stuff. Oh, kind oh, of. oh we, not, we are going like to that. Not like point and clicks, but the one kind of if you imagine that without graphics it's oh, like it'll yeah. kind of tell you it'll give you a description of you know like what's in the room and then instead of choosing from different options, you can type things like pick up the box yeah. right, yeah. right. And, it, and it will um you know certain keywords and stuff will react and, and then it will progress the story so right. it's kind of like that but without a visual element
0: yeah interesting yep. yeah yes nice. cool That's cool there you go and yeah for, for me these two were like pretty important eliza being like the first text based thing and then being you know having the images that Mm. you could interact with Mm. and like you know it's just one step away like i don't even think computers used used mouses mice Mm. in 1968 i don't know know if they were invented yet Mises. mises mises yes um so yeah, I've, I've got a, a, a quote here from Nick Montfort. Mm-hmm. So he references both of these interactive programs quite a bit. Um, he's got a book called Twisty Little Passages, mm-hmm. An Approach to Interactive Fiction. Great name. Um, so yeah, he talks about them being monumental uh, Monumental, sorry, in the development <laughs> of, of interactive fiction. Um, so I've got a very smart sounding quote from him here mm-hmm. where he says... The development of effective natural language processing would become an essential part of interactive fiction development. So, basically, saying these AIs were, you know, pretty effective
1: problem, natural yeah. language processing. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, yeah, just the fact that you could interact with a virtual world. Lay the foundation for that shit
1: mm. wow. um,
0: even though it's like missing the story elements right again mm. this is like super super foundational stuff but that's
1: interesting because all of this stuff is um, not only relevant to interactive fiction but just games in general like
0: mm. all of yeah. this. well mm. pr-
1: probably computerization in general right like
0: well it's funny that you say it's relative to games in general because it wasn't until 1970s that a computer playable interactive fiction hit the mainstream Mm -hmm. but it's all because of dungeons and dragons yeah i held off as long as i could (laughs) it's fucking
2: dungeons and dragons again like it's just close (laughs) it down man i don't think we need to explore anything else (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: yeah look Look, I'm I'm just gonna go through this. We've sure. done, done Dungeons and Dragons. Let's talk so really quickly. Right. Sure. Oh my god! All right, so I mean, it is relation. It is rela- related.
2: Related. Talk it. faster. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: Relationed. Falling, I'm falling apart at the seams here.
0: My non-alcoholic beer is kicking in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So in 1975, we got a clever lad by the name of Will Crowther, mm. suspect vampire. uh he he created a piece of software called adventure um and it was technically called advent because six characters were the limit for naming things when Mm -hmm. this dude was creating stuff Mm -hmm. the 70s were a that's long a time ago <laughs> time. yeah <laughs> six characters to name anything <laughs> that sucks and i've just got i've got a, a thing in brackets here which means that i might not read it but i'm gonna read it mm. um <laughs> just to give more context to how weird the 1970s were for computing it was originally coded in fortran for the pdp10 oh wow
2: <laughs> yeah I loved old um, PC names from back when PCs were, like, a yeah. normal thing. Mm. Yeah, mm. They all had, like, weird little, like, Bumblebee or, like, PDP. Or, yeah. yeah. Cute little names. Like little Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So, And they, like, shipped in the mail and, like, they came in, like, 12 packages and, like, the mm. fun was putting it together. Mm.
3: Yeah,
2: Totally.
0: Um, so our boy Crowther, he tried to recreate his experience spelunking in caves and... Modelled the gameplay on D&D. Sound hmm. familiar? Miyamoto? Zelda? Uh, Spelunky in caves? D&D? It's exactly the same shit. Uh, let's stop
3: this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
3: my, there must have been a,
2: an a excess of caves back then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't say we've ever gone spelunking in cave. Yeah,
2: once in my life I found a cave. <laughs> an excess of
1: caves? <laughs>
2: yeah. But it wasn't that memorable. I wasn't like, wow, i got to make a game about this cave. <laughs> like, it was just a... Um, like a refuse uh, hole that some diggers or some builders had
1: built. What do you guess, even spelunk down. in caves in real life? Gems? Mm. I mean, like... <laughs> Iron ore? <laughs> go in caves? <laughs> you like go going there with a the pickaxe? When, and... <laughs> when, I,
0: when I used to go camping as a kid, like, I'd find caves near beaches, you know, like rock shelves and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. There'd be crabs in there.
2: Not very Crabbs? deep, though, right? They're just, like, little recesses <laughs> in the earth. Right, the like,
0: sure. you, you're not... Like, you can see the end of the cave in daylight yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if...
1: this isn't a very Australian thing. Maybe right. everywhere else in the world has... Littered with caves. <laughs> so many caves for the spelunky.
0: That's, yeah, that's how the lizard people rise up. They're oh. brewing in those caves right now. Brewing. <laughs> o- Obama's down there, you know, stirring yeah. the cauldron. He's down there? Yeah, for right. their craft beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, God. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so, <laughs> 1977, <laughs> every now and then we, like, stray into, like, conspiracy theory on this podcast. One episode I started reading off, like, UFO stats. Oh <laughs> like, my god. we just, we full went there. We should go there again sometime. Oh my god. Maybe for the 100th episode. Do it for the Vine, Maybe, like,
1: a Halloween episode. A
2: mm. Halloween episode? Yeah, we do cryptids or
0: something. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, Yeah. Um all right so we got our boy Crowther right he's been spelunking, he loves D&D he's going to make that advent God. shit in 1977 we got another switched on bloke by the name of Don Woods mm. is Don is good is wood he uh, he good <laughs> he uh joins forces with Crowther and uh he he implements fantastical elements in advent so he puts those gnomes those mm-hmm. elves basically mm-hmm. lord of the rings shit yeah. um and after Don's additions, it was renamed to Colossal Cave Adventure. Colossal great.
1: Cave Adventure,
0: excellent name, <laughs> such
1: and, a good name, right?
0: And it saw great success. Oh, like m- more, you know, whenever we talk about these games, and, and like unless they do more Dungeons and Dragons, mm. you've basically never heard of them. Like mm. Endura, the day-night yeah, cycle yeah. car racing game. It mm-hmm. um, ain't <laughs> like this for uh, Colossal Cave Adventure. I mean, this shit ended up shipping with MS DOS. like if you bought ms dos you you owned colossal cave adventure Mm. um and it ended up being the inspiration for ken and roberta williams to found sierra entertainment ah
1: sierra so
0: they played it and they were like why don't we do the same thing but with graphics Mm. um like shrewdly. Like I just really want to say Shrewdloo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I
1: I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little parrot here in the background repeating Shrewdloo every time you say it because it's just so fun. Shrewdloo.
0: Um. So, yeah, Sierra, best known for King's Quest. And they also published a little game by the name of Half Life. Oh, wow. By oh. The, by, then unknown developer Valve. No. Wow. No way? Yeah.
3: Sierra. Yeah. There you go. Sierra
0: hmm. is. They are not more, right? No Sierra? I don't think so. I mean, we did have that King's Quest reboot a couple of years ago, but I don't oh, think that was Sierra. Yeah. Mm. I think they got absorbed somewhere along the line. Anyway. Yeah. As is tradition. <clears throat> That's the way we do it out here. <laughs> um, all right. So we dabbled in the digital realm for a while. We're going to pivot back to literature hmm? where the term choose your own adventure is coined. Do you guys like this magical mystery tour we're going on? I'm loving it.
1: <laughs> I too am loving yeah, it. I yeah. specifically didn't do any research because I knew that you were uh, going like, to lay it all out for us. But <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so while that whole Colossal Cave adventure bollocks is going on, meanwhile, we've got an assiduous lad by the ma- name of Ed Packard. Um, and he told stories to his children and he would ask them to interject so he would just, um. like, make up these stories as he told them and then be like, you know...
1: What do you think happened next? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm. And uh, he was like, oh, you know, this is pretty fun. Maybe I should write that shit down. And so in 1970, he drafted something called The Adventures of You on Sugarcane Island. Um, and it was rejected by nine publishing companies. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It didn't get published until 1976, so six years after he had that draft... And, uh, yeah, the first book in this series called The Adventures of You. And uh, it wasn't until Packard released his second book, which is called Darkwood City. Oh, sorry, Deadwood City, even better. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And history was forever changed.
1: Yeah, this is the guy I've heard of. Right. This is your adventure guy. Yeah. So,
0: um, basically, uh, at the publishers for uh, Deadwood City, a junior editor by the name of dinah stevenson or dinner stevenson d-i-n-a-h
1: dinah dinah uh
0: was tasked with advertising this new style of book um to, to readers and whoever and they wrote as like the tagline choose your own adventure wow. in the wild west amazing and this trend continued the next book was choose your own adventure in outer space yeah and uh yeah suddenly it's just fucking a thing everywhere and uh, i ended up finding a recent interview with ed packard so Mm -hmm. he's like you know he's still kicking um and uh this website called arcade attack interviewed him and asked some questions how he got started it was a really cool interview um but towards the end he was asked are you a fan of video games Mm -hmm. and if so which games are your favorite And he just said no.
1: (laughs) Man, don't go asking Ed Packard about video games. (laughs) Dude's like ninety-five or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. I just thought that's so funny though. Like because he's you know, like it's like
1: like, almost like a like a father of video games in some ways. No. Yeah. Parental disapproval. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, I wonder if we actually did a Dungeons and Dragons episode and mm. we like, you know, chased down all the stats and we we ended up finding out that the Dungeons and Dragons people were just like, eh, you know, I don't, don't really like care. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, so again to the tail end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into the eighties, we saw the addition of things like dice rolls um being added to the choose your own adventure style of book sure. um so i mean a real a real uh, popular series of books called fighting fantasy <laughs> was a thing and i had like a couple of these going no, on did you?
1: Yeah, yeah
0: so um we actually played oh, one
1: the, the snow queen one
0: yeah the caverns of the snow witch yeah oh, another good name um, we died. Oh, yeah, they're really hard. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember having a bunch of them and, like, because they were so hard, I used to read them right. just to just to see, like, the endings and all the ways you died. Just read and them stuff. from start
3: to finish. Yeah, yeah,
0: because, like, y- you could just never see everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it was, like, a bit more involved than Choose Your Own Adventure. So, like, you created a character by rolling oh. your dice and you, like... Combat would be dice rolls and, um, yeah, basically everything came down to dice rolls. But, you know, you'd have, like, inventory mm. to keep track of. You'd learn yeah. spells wow. and, like, get weapons. stuff fun. In yeah. a book. Yeah. yeah, in a book. It was basically, like, an acoustic point-and-click yeah. point adventure, yeah. <laughs> right? Very good. Acoustic. Yeah, but I've still got Caverns of the Snow which yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in storage. Great. Yeah. And so since the 80s the core elements of interactive fiction haven't really changed mm. um because yeah despite what was it like if comp
1: or if something comp, yeah
0: that you were talking about where mm. their definition was take away everything but the text mm. i mean for me caverns of the snow witch even though if you took away the dice and like the pen and paper for inventory and stuff i just feel like that's no
1: it's it's uh i think you can include that because pen and and paper writing stuff down is still text Mm. and dice you can convey via text form as well right
2: right okay you know there you go it's in yeah, yeah i was wondering with that as well like maybe even games like disco elysium you could convey via text as well yeah i think like... if you
1: changed if you had more of the description yeah in the in the text and that yeah. sort of thing and like you know if you wanted to move harry around instead of clicking on the thing you you know say go over here or, yeah or whatever there would had be a list options. of locations yeah and... totally it would be very easy to convert something yeah. like that into mm. like a proper interactive fiction yeah mm. proper no <laughs> My computer wants me to join Apple TV. Go away.
0: (laughs) Classic. Great. Um, Thanks, Apple. Thanks, Daddy Jobs. Um, (laughs) So... Yeah, I guess the main difference between the 1980s and now with interactive fiction is now you can access thousands of the suckers Mm -hmm. for free Mm -hmm. at the click of a button.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So I guess this brings us to modern day interactive fiction. Um, And so I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. if you could convince us to play one interactive fiction Aside from Vespertines, shout out, <laughs> which shout is out. your interactive fiction. I play Vespertines. Um, <laughs> which one would it be?
1: God, I mean, that's such a that's such a loaded question because it's like saying, you know, if you could, you know, ask people to read one book or, vi- or watch one. If... Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. You just got, got it on lockdown. Right. Um <sighs> And a lot of the ones that I read are specific to my interests. one of the ones that actually I did want to mention on the podcast because it's i, I don't know this person um but they're an Australian author oh. and they've just put out um they've just put out uh this interactive fiction called blood blood moon um uh through hosted games so you do have to pay for it now it's like six bucks or something Mm -hmm. Um, i read it when it was in development and free it's really good it's a werewolf versus vampire story classic hell yeah Yeah. and it's um it's got great writing the interactive elements are really fun it's got a bunch of endings Mm -hmm. um the romance stuff is fun the vampire and werewolf stuff is fun. I don't know. I just feel like it kind of ticks all the boxes. Yeah, so that that could yeah. be a good one. And I'm, I'm literally just shouting out Barbara True Love because she's Australian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to, you know, promote Australian games, I guess. But um, there are so many out there. It's really hard for me to.
0: Yeah, well, think that's if, that's cool. Yeah. Like I think in the past when we've talked about yeah. recommending things, we say like 40 names. <laughs> so let's keep it at Blood Moon and Vespertines. If you're yeah. interested in checking some stuff out, check out Vespertiines if you're into something free and something Phoebe and check out blood moon
1: it is unfinished i will say in in fact there's only a single chapter
2: (laughs) (laughs) but it's very good and where should you go if you want to look for more interactive fiction like is there a website where a lot of it's hosted there's
1: heaps and heaps on Mm itch.io um so they're all free they're usually made using twine Twine. um which is great you know because then they often have like um customized like interfaces and Mm -hmm. stuff like that that they're made all pretty um Hosted Games is a website that uh hosts um interactive fictions and you have to buy those mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of free in progress ones on like a sister site called Dashing Don mm-hmm. um which is like uses the Hosted Games um coding script um so it's basically a bunch of people who uh, want want to try and create a, a Hosted Games right. um like if Fiction, right. um, and then hopefully get it onto the hosted right. game site so they can get paid for it and stuff. Because hosted games like pays the authors and right. And do they say what
2: cut they get? Out of curiosity, uh,
1: they do, but I <clears throat> can't I remember know. what it is. Yeah.
2: Well, and do they all go, roughly go for the same price, or are there some like you know, yeah, premium
1: ones? They, no, they basically all go for like six or seven dollars. Well, that's really good. US Australian, yeah. Um. Yeah. There's. I think there are some drawbacks to that as an author. Um. Like I know, for example, they won't publish anything that's too similar to another one of their titles. Right. So that c- uh, and when they say too similar, that could be literally the same genre or the same wow. basic premise. You know, wow. or, you know what I mean? Like, okay. like yeah. if they they've published this werewolf versus vampires one, uh, they may not publish another, another werewolf, werewolf one. vampire. Yeah, Whoa, what's like, crazy. yeah. So you know, and that's obviously so that they can like promote stuff properly, I guess. But um, you know, it's just you know you may not be able to get into the hosted games website yeah. for a whole number of reasons yeah um each year you can like sell it sell your yourself cheap. if yeah, you yeah. want to so i think that's what a lot of people will do but a lot of the people that i uh like follow all of the games are still in development so mm. they're not at the stage where they're they're selling it yet. right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
2: and do you think like that part of it is like kind of part of the fun of being involved in IF where it's like, you get to see the story come out as it's getting made.
1: Yeah. I think, um, there's benefits and downsides to it that for, for better or worse, the sort of fans of interactive fiction, like especially on Tumblr, but Mm -hmm. also on Ichio and other, other sort of social networking sites, they're very involved, right. <laughs> um, which is great in some respects because you can get like instantaneous feedback. You can basically get free sensitivity reading mm-hmm. because people will write in about, you know, you can you, you can ask like, I've got this so-and-so, you know, is this, is this good, is this bad, what, right. what do you think? Yeah. Um, but then there's downsides to it as well because like with any pool of people there are, untitled dickheads in there <laughs> uh-huh. um so uh but yeah in general i think the like reader feedback stuff is like what mm, yeah what makes the community so yeah. special yeah. yeah i i think it definitely has made it easier for me to continue creating mm. um uh yeah, and just to, like, have something out there, even though it's not finished, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself joining, like, a lot of different discords, or is it, like, a, a spread across mediums, and it's, like, message boards, forums?
1: Yeah, it's it's mainly discords, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, like, part of a few that are for specific writers or specific stories or whatever, and then, like, some more generic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Jinx and Manon who helped me run the writers discord <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> join yeah. the writers join the writers club <laughs> we'll put you in a link yeah, um, cool. yeah. Uh, so yeah
0: hell yeah hell yeah that's uh that's all I got for IF you dudes
1: nice that was great thank you Darian. amazing
2: right up Darian yeah. oh, clippy yeah. claps <laughs> yeah, on the mic <laughs> <laughs> um yeah
0: i guess before we end i wanted to know if you had any like favorite if experiences because i think like Mm. for most people who have been playing video games since they were a kid like king's quest was there Mm. you know those original pc ifs clicking
1: have you joe have you ever played an interactive fiction aside from mine no this like a specific no
2: i played Um... i mean i worked on a um uh, visual novel, which is probably as close yeah, as you Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I, I, I count visual novels as, as interactive fiction. I don't right. know if that's... yeah. So,
0: so would you count um, Kentucky Re Zero as an yeah.
2: IF? I haven't played it, it might so be much one more. level higher of interactivity yeah. than okay. like Necrobarista, which is the thing I was
1: going to More mention. like... Right. Um, okay. Had a full boyfriend.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. That's... it. That's that's a... Okay, so Dating Sims.
1: Yeah, Dating Sims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh the what's the one that um uh, uh, <laughs> Tim Tim Rogers did oh,
2: that one. Yeah, the, um Toki the- oh. Memorial.
1: Tokyo Memorial, oh, like yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so visual novel, there's like heaps of them. Mm. And I think they Kind of ride that line of if, but there's probably more visual stuff mm, that goes into them. A lot more them. visual
1: stuff, and I guess Toki Mickey Memorial kind of it
2: has a whole system of.
1: stuff. Well, stuff. it does have a whole system, but a lot of a lot of that systematic stuff is included in yeah. in ifs. Like you can do all of that in Twine. Yeah. You can track, you know, meters and yeah, cool. Um, have statistics and yeah. and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, visual novel. I mean, yeah. So for me, Necrobrister was the one that I worked on and I played. Right. Um, I don't know if I would say it was my favorite, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite, but I should, I should get more into it. You know, I should check out, um, Blood Moon or whatever it was called. Blood, mm, Blood
1: Moon. Blood, Blood Moon. Moon.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's where I'm going to go next. Yeah. yeah cool. I've,
0: I've actually got yeah. Necro Barista on my computer. Oh really? Yeah. So oh, nice. I'm going nice. to check that shit
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might've got it as an Itchio bundle. Mm. Blood Moon Ichio bundle as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know how good it is. (laughs) 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 I think I've heard good things.
1: Nina worked on that too, didn't she? No. No? Oh.
0: Never mind. Cool. Well, do you guys have any closing thoughts?
1: Closing thoughts. Oh, um, yes. I was going to say one of the best things about interactive fiction, in my opinion, is um, the fact that it's – easy to create your own stuff Mm, so everyone should give it a go twine is really easy to learn um you can just download it off the internet it's got really basic um simple uh coding things that you can do just to have the branching narratives come out um yeah so give it a go i feel like the strength of interactive fiction is the fact that it's the stories are so varied and numerous and anyone can do it and everyone should try
2: it (laughs) i'd love to try it is it like a do you feel like it's booming you know there's like a lot more people trying to make them these days or is it kind of fizzling
1: i don't know i'm i guess i'm relatively new to the community i feel like um yeah on on tumblr i think there's a steady So probably a steady turnover of people starting them and then stopping them as well. But like new ones are coming out all the time. Yeah, cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, nice. Sick. No closing thoughts from me. (laughs) (laughs) No thoughts. This has been It's Almost the Weekend. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. (laughs)
0: Goodbye. Yes.
3: Bye. 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 (laughs)